Hello everyone, welcome back to Rune Walking in Modern Times. Uh, I'm sorry that we've skipped three weeks. Um, it's been a little crazy. Um, some of you uh, may know, I'm not sure if I've ever mentioned it on here, but um, I had cancer last year. Uh, at the end of 2020, I was diagnosed with cancer and um, had surgery to remove 20% of my tongue uh, in November. And then in March of this year, 2021, I uh, got my first all clear. Scans came back clear. Everything was great. And about a week later, my dad was diagnosed with uh, uh, melanoma cancer. It was uh, a tumor on the top of his head. And um, so since the end of March, we've been um, kind of mm, working with that. I don't like to say dealing with. I think that's not the right word. But um, that, that's been a focus of ours. Um, I uh, live in the same house as my as my father. So... All of his doctor's appointments and things we've, um, I've been taking him to. And um, over the last, so he's doing really well, actually. He got uh, on into a study at the University of Utah Huntsman Cancer Institute. And uh, it's to use immunotherapy to help reduce the tumor, to have your body fight the tumor on its own. And, uh, it's almost gone. So he will uh, still have to have surgery um, in the middle of June uh, to remove what whatever's left and also um, some lymph nodes, just like I had, um, so that uh, they can tell it hasn't spread. So over the last few weeks, we've had some complications with other physical um, health things with him. And so those have been on the forefront um, and, um, that's kind of where we stand now. So I apologize for not being able to get, um, weekly episodes out to you. Um, I'm going to, uh, get one out to you right now. So, um, we're going to talk about, uh, Awas or Ale in Saxon. Um, the, the sound is a, uh, if you're looking at, uh, keywords and remember the first, this first part of what I give you are things that have been passed down to me through my lineage, uh, my rune lineage. And, um, yeah, so keyword would be defense, uh, stand up or stand down, um, deities, Heimdall, um, Excuse me. Um, the tree associated with it would be uh, yew. Stone would be petrified wood or other stones that resemble wood. Color would be black or dark green. Um, medical use or medical, magical, sorry. Uh, defense of self, others, or play or space. Um, Meaning, uh, defending yourself and your loved ones or defensiveness. 
Um, also, uh, the yew tree and um, it represents the yew tree and the perfect balance between life and death. The dangers of focusing only on the light and what's above, looking into the roots and wells for wisdom. Um, so those are the that's the information that's been passed down to me by my um, mentors over the years. Um, now digging into um, my workbook, I definitely associate. Um, Ao or Awas with the yew tree, um, the balance of life and death. Um, I do or have experienced it as part of the world tree, uh, using this rune to travel between the worlds. Um, in terms of the branches mirror um, the roots, so. If you were to cut this rune in half horizontally, um, the top and the bottom are balanced. Um, I have seen this as an initiation. Um, there is a, definitely a, a concept of nurturing your uh, power source. Uh, if, you know, event you can only take so long right like you can only take so long before you've got to um give back and take care of the thing that you're um receiving power from and not i mean that could be you know i can't uh harvest my uh flowers or my herbs without uh just keep harvesting 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 without having to put care back into them um weeding around them watering them pruning them those type of things so i hope that makes sense um there is something interesting about the yew being uh, uh some of the yew trees being poisonous um i think that's an interesting uh look into um ao as well um let's turn a couple pages um there are uh types of yew trees that uh, produce a gas that can be uh, hallucinogenic and, and poisonous, like I had just said. Um, and, um, you know, what if uh, around the, the trunk of these trees that, that grow up and then back down into the ground create this, uh, they kind of create a space around the trunk that's covered um, you know, what if this was a place for, um, ritual where rituals of, um, giving birth, you know, someone dying, um, sex, all of those type of like balance of life and death, death things took place. You know, what if they took place in there? Um, what if that was a way for us to, re to reach an altered state with the yew tree um, to maybe not an altered state, but a um, place where we can, or where we were able to commune with the tree, but not just the tree, but also in terms of um, 
that process of, of life and death and, and balancing it out. Um, so, uh, there is a bit of a meditation. So I'm just gonna, um, read, <laughs> read it. Uh, the first time I entered a yew grove, I was in Kong, Ireland. The grove felt sacred, uh, probably because I had longed for this day and it had been months in the making. I was going to open my handmade leather-bound copy of The Runes Revealed by Ingrid Kincaid for the first time. I wanted it to be special, and it was. I can see why these trees were revered and ended up being incorporated into the beings that are the runes. The yew tree is toxic and can cause hallucinations. The yew tree formed the perfect covered spaces to conduct ritual. When in summer, the trees can produce a gas that causes hallucinations and would be um, a welcome addition to the altered state our ancestors were trying to achieve. The leaves can cause fatalities. Yet when we look at the fact that the new growth comes from the center of the old, we can't help uh, but think of rebirth. That's another thing I kind of forgotten. It, you, with yew trees, you can't uh, tell the age of them. Uh, because they do grow up from the center. They don't add a ring as you as they get bigger. Um, they keep growing up from the center of the one that is decaying. So it's, it's a, you can't tell. Um, so, uh, once in a meditative state, and you know how to get yourself there, ask your guides to take you to a yew tree. Rest at the base with your back against the trunk, Breathe deep and take in the experience. When you have completed your journey, record your experience. Um, another, the other uh, exercise that was in the workbook um, is looking at, I had mentioned earlier, taking the U, uh, not the U, sorry, um, Awas and cutting it in half horizontally so you have basically a lagu's above the line and a lagu's below the line. So um, now, uh, are we balanced in our participation with the light and dark? Are we balanced when it comes to our time spent on our insides versus our exterior appearance? Do you spend equal time in your intellect, intuition, and instinct spaces? Write some things you do daily to nourish the inner and outer, dark and light, gut, heart, head spaces, and see if they balance out. So using the bottom half, right, for those things that are um, underground, interior, versus writing things on the top half of the line, um, next to the what would be the branch, the trunk and the branches, right, versus the roots, and see um, how they balance out. Like, do you take care of your... Um, your inner needs as much as we take care of our outer needs. Um, yeah. So, that, my friends, um, is Awas, or Ao. And, um, I think, you know what, we'll maybe do one more rune today. If not two, see if I can get uh, 
get us caught up a little bit. Okay, let's jump to our next rune, which is um, Perth, uh, or Pjorth, or I even say Perto. <laughs> um, so, the keyword for that is uh, mystery or chance. Keywords, sorry. Um, deities, the Nornir. So Erdverdandian Skold, uh, Mimir, Holda. Um, the tree connected with that would be the Elder Tree. Black Onyx for the stone. The color would be black. Um, magical uses, a divination charm or a gambling charm. Meaning, that which is hidden and mysterious, risk, taking a chance on the unknown, taking a gamble on one's intuition, fate, in as far as this is up to the fates. Um, uh, it can stand for the pouch that holds the dice, willingness to play the game without having answers, to be uncomfortable with the unknown, giving birth to what's inside. Um, this, I think in the beginning, was one of my... One of the runes I understood um, the least, and um, it's taken a while to kind of get a better grasp on it. So um, I like also, uh, one of the things I like about this rune is in terms of the Anglo-Saxon meaning is that it deals with gaming, community, and camaraderie. Um, there's, you know, there are relationships to be built, um, when we play games together, like when we share the laughter and share the, the competitiveness and share, share in this time together, which would be like our, our free time, having fun time, all of that. There's, there are, um, relationships to be made and fostered, um, Sometimes, actually, quite a bit when it comes up in readings, um, it comes up in terms of, listen, you, you've got to make a choice um, in terms of, like, you can't always know the answer. You can't always know the outcome. You sometimes just have to take a chance. Uh, take a risk, gamble, um, and then it, then you'll figure out what you know what happens. Um, it doesn't always work for us to hang on to uh, our decision that we need to make uh, until we know all all of the um, possible outcomes or or whatnot. So it's a it's kind of, it can be a pushy one in those terms. And on the complete opposite, I have had it show up um, uh, to be, uh, you need to let this pot simmer a little more. Like you're not quite ready to make make the, the decision yet. So it has shown up in both of those uh, ways. Um, 
this rune can help us understand the the weird. It can be helpful for uh, those of us who are diviners. Um, I have seen it connected to the Well of Erd or Udebrunner. Um Ganunga Gap and yeah. Um, sometimes kind of going not going back but another thread that weaves into this is that sometimes sacrifice is required um for us to understand mm, not just understand but be able to move forward now in some in some terms that is sacrificing like if i'm trying to decide should i go to place a or place b well if i decide place a i'm sacrificing the potential for place b to do that so there are some intricacies with sacrifice that are woven in there a bit um <laughs> Sometimes, too, it's like you've got to not take things so seriously. Um, relax. This is one uh, rune that I have seen being able to take me to the roots. And um, kind of on a little bit uh, broader spectrum, I've seen it as the well, the cauldron, and the pouch. So... I have a sketch that I've made of all of the runes with some very rudimentary uh, images on them. And the one with Perito has a well, a cauldron, and a pouch. And uh, I do think that those can um, help us connect to our three centers of learning, being our instinct, uh, emotion, and intellect. Um... It was one that kind of in the beginning, um, first learning, um, like I said, I didn't get and I didn't understand. Um, and I always felt like it was like a, um, not a negative, but I felt like, hmm. I'm asking... For this information because I want an answer and sometimes Perto is not the one that is able to give you an answer You're, it's one that kind of wants you to uh, answer for yourself so um so this one I believe I've actually shared um I shared somewhere else and connected to one of the other runes. Can't remember. Anyway, so if you haven't and you haven't heard this before, welcome. Um, but if you have, are you still doing this? So the activity is called Are You Game? So Perto is such a complex rune and one that has many faces. One of the facets Perto combines gaming and growth. Try this game out while you're trying to get acquainted with Perto. Or Perth, Perth. Uh, create small squares of paper large enough to write a few words. Write on each paper 
something that you haven't done before that makes you a little nervous and uncomfortable. Use common sense. Don't do anything illegal or reckless. And they don't have to require money, just so you know. Fold these papers up, put them in a bowl or a pouch on your altar. When you feel so inspired, pull one from the bowl and do it. Uh, go ahead and make a list of some things that um, you can think of doing that make you uneasy. So that's a great um, activity, I think, to get um, get going with Perto because it's taking a chance, taking a risk. Um, also, it helps, uh, you know, you've kind of already made the decision to do this thing when you write it on the piece of paper and put it in the pouch. You just don't know when it's going to come up. So I also like that. Um, if you uh, are looking, if you want, if one of the exercises to kind of get to know Perto a little better is, um, and this is also works with um, understanding the weird and the web and, and the tapestry and the norns is to um, get yourself a small uh, loom. Um, it can just be a handheld one, or you can even crochet or stitch or whatever. But learn, put your, uh, that actually can be a very meditative thing to, to start to weave or um, crochet or knit, whatever. Um, but it can be a very uh, good way to start to see the layers of weaving a little better to see the layers and rhythm and patterns that happen um, because I am a huge huge believer that um, really uh, as diviners what we're really doing is in looking for and uh, interpreting patterns not just random chaos which I'm not opposed to either but when we're talking to people it's going to be mainly about patterns um yeah so uh that my friends was um Perth and Perto it's just what I say. And uh, Pjorth. So, um, gosh, I think we have time to do one more. I'll be right back. Okay, let's talk about algies or yolks. Um, Anglo-Saxon. Um, the key word would be challenge. Um... Deity, um, Var, uh, the ancient hunter by any name, tree with pine, stone tiger's eye, color purple red, um, magical uses for protection, um, meaning would be like the upraised hand, a challenge awaits you and you must take it, um, it stands also for two sides of hiding, danger and protection, um, being warned when needed, possibly connection uh, with reindeer, not elk. Um, so, I, this is my favorite story, and I think I um, 
I borrowed it from Ingrid Kincaid because um, I, I feel like it illustrates um, the two sides of hiding of Augie's protection and imprisonment. Um, well, so if a, a deer is walking along and it senses something that could potentially be danger and it sits down in the brush, lays down so it can't be seen, um, it's protected at that moment, right? But if it stays there, if it never gets up and moves, it will die there because it will starve without food and water. So we're looking at that. Uh, at what point has your prison... No, sorry. At what point has your protection become your imprisonment? Um, sometimes you have to stand up and keep going. Um, I have um, used, partnered with Augies <laughs> um, in um, as a guardian, as a border guard, um, especially with uh, Otila uh, for around my property. Um, but um, in ritual as well. Um, <laughs> it can be used. I'm going to keep saying that, but uh, it can be partnered with, it can be worked with in terms of warding and shielding. Um, I've seen it, I'm going to try and describe this, as um, tree branches that um, weave themselves together to almost create a net-like appearance. Uh, and that can be for um, the warding and shielding. Uh, let's see. It can be seen as a, as a magician's staff. Uh, and... I've never seen it this way, but I uh, I wrote it down because I thought it was interesting. Um, to be used in healing as a needle and thread. Um, to kind of sew up, up injuries, whether they be physical or um, energetic or you know, weird. I have had it signify protection and blessing. Uh, with us being a source of strength and courage. I think that Algis also links to um, the instinct way of knowing, so to lower gut. Uh, with Anglo-Saxon, within the Anglo-Saxon concept, um, it connects to elk sedge, which is a plant that's very sharp and lives in marshes, um, which are considered liminal spaces. So I, f I feel like um, that kind of lends itself to support of um, protection, the concept of protection. I have two little 
um, pages from my workbook that I'm just going to go ahead and read. Long before we learned to farm the land, we hunted and gathered our food. We followed the herds of deer, reindeer, aurochs, etc. We learned their migration patterns and used the same worn paths as they did. These pathways became what we today may consider grocery store aisles. Sorry, I think I was trying to be funny that way. In a different manner, uh, they can represent our established neural pathways. Uh, I'm now going to read a quote from the alternativedaily.com. The neural pathways in the, in the brain begin to solidify by age 25. However, new neural pathways can be created with a bit of effort. By challenging yourself and taking on new habits, you can grow more neurons and create new pathways. Our uh, end quote. Our old pathways keep us stuck in patterns that may give us false, a false sense of security. If we stay in these, we may never grow or experience new things. Um, there is a picture on this paper that, uh, um, in my workbook, that looks like it's from above. So you're looking at the ground from above, and what you're looking at are a whole bunch of animal um, paths or animal tracks. So if you Google... Uh, animal path, animal pathways, aerial view, like you'll find something. So you can pick a place on the picture, use it as your jumping off point for a meditation. Ask Augies to show you where you may need to alter your course or pathway. Where have you become imprisoned? It's as easy as stopping your forward movement and stepping out of the path. It may take some time to change the habit, but you can do it. Algies can be very helpful in finding that place, that rut where we need to change our behavior. Uh, and so that's a great little uh, meditation for that. Algies can be used as a very powerful protection sigil. It provides a guardian, so to speak, but can also provide the gift of illusion. Um... I have a sigil that I use um, that's completely made of algies. So uh, if I can describe it correctly, uh, it is four algies coming out from a center. So almost like you're looking at north, south, east, west. And then from the center again, there are smaller ones that come off northeast, southeast, southwest, north, uh, northwest. So it looks a bit like a snowflake. Um, when I create that sigil, I create it on my body. I usually draw on and I work with algies in terms of the shape, but I also work with Esau in terms of each individual line. And what that does, putting the ice on top of creating algies with ice is I put them on the bottom of my feet, actually. So, uh, and I see the snowflake pattern coming out underneath my feet and then acting almost as mirrors. So if someone looks at me, uh, what they're seeing, and you'll have to maybe work this over in your brain, is uh, an illusion, but it's a reflection of something that's happening around me because they're, it's like you know looking at one of those mirrors 
when you're coming out of a parking garage, they have the round mirror that shows you what's coming from, you know, the left or the right. So you don't run over a pedestrian. So it's kind of like that it works with angles and reflection to help, uh, protect and, uh, uh, give illusion or not illusion. It's not illusion. It's, um, just all around protection. So sometimes people don't need to see your shit. They don't need to see, um, you and you don't want to be seen and it's okay. So that was a great one for me there. Um, it also helps. Well, so let me tell you what happened to me once was, uh, I had, I was in a place, a store and I had been tired and I had literally been doing quite a bit of journey work. And the person at the counter said to me, uh, I had, we were talking and, and the person said, um, yeah, well, you've been traveling a lot. And I'm like, oh yeah, I just got back. And she's like, that's not what I mean. And I'm like, oh, 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 you saw all that. So I'm an open book. I don't, I didn't really like that feeling. So, uh, I created that sigil to help with that. So, uh, you are welcome to try it and use it, record how it worked for you, if it worked for you. And anything else with Augies? I don't think so. So that will be three runes one day. Um, and when we come back, we'll do a little rune casting. How about that? Okay. So my thought was, well, I opened my window, so I'm sorry if you have a little bit of background noise, but what I opened my window for was, um, I have some beautiful, uh, quake and aspen trees outside my window. And that's what my rune set is made of. Um, I love it because I think that, um, I hear things on the, on the wind and through the aspens. So, um, I've got my set of runes and I think, um, I would like some guidance, um, moving toward summer solstice, how to prepare, um, or be prepared. What can we do now in preparation for summer solstice? Cause we don't really know what it holds. Um, I'm not really sure where I'm going to actually be at this moment. Um, and yeah, let's ask. So how do we prepare Hmm. Okay. One, two, three. We've got three runes in my hands. And... Hmm. Okay. Um... Hmm. <sighs> two up. Two face up, one face down. Um, the one face down. Um, 
Hmm. Okay. So, uh, two that are face up. One falls into where I would what I would consider um, the future um, <laughs> on my um, my animal map, my animal skin map. Um, the other falls into right on the line of um, moving from present into future, but specifically where our individual selves are, not everyone around us. Um, that rune is um, Thurazaz, and um, the rune that lays into the future is um, Tevaz. So my immediate... Hmm. My immediate hit when I saw them land was there's a lot of deconstruction that still has to happen or there you are in the middle of this deconstruction uh, but there will be I don't like to say truth. I like to say uh, in this situation that what I'm looking at when I look at Tevas is um, a honing or a fine tuning of each of our individual compasses that uh, lead and guide uh, and direct us. So uh, you may feel like in the next, you know, three to four weeks, there are things that um, still feel a bit chaotic, still feel a bit um, like we're not moving forward. Um, you keep being pulled back to things that maybe aren't quite taken care of. And I think, um, and, and that's okay. Like we're, you know, we're in this this phase of pulling things uh, down, but um, breaking them down. But as we as we head toward summer solstice, which height of the amount of daylight hours, um, and uh, that will lead us into that. So just keep working with the deconstruction and reconstruction that you've been working with. Um, I know that is true for myself um and yeah so keep at it the 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 fine-tuning and the honing of your knowing yourself and and the things that uh can drive you and motivate you and move you um that are not societal societally uh imposed upon you You'll still get. You're gonna to start to find more of those, and keep working with those. And this is just a, a, a place where we can fine tune and hone those. So, keep at it, and um, yeah, it, it's it's uh, it'll pay off. Okay, you guys. Well, thank you again for listening to Rune Walking Modern Times. Uh, I'm Ken Rune Walker, and. Uh, Hopefully we've gotten hopefully we have gotten a little more caught up. Again, I apologize. 
um, for getting behind on uh, the Rune podcast. But um, I hope you enjoy this extra long, extra large, extended episode. And uh, as always, if you need to get a hold of me, or would like to, or would like to know more, uh, runewalker.com is available uh, for you to get a hold of me. And um, yeah, may your and our weird be blessed with health, wealth, strength, and virility.